This is Latavia here, and today I brought the woman behind the song of Queens on the Raw, my Aunt Valerie. Hi, all. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad that y'all like the Queens on a Roll um, song, and I'm trying to work on more um, for that song. So I'm grateful that y'all enjoyed it. Thank you, Auntie. Thank you. It's been a big hit. Everybody says they can still hear your song even after it goes off. So thank you for that. Today I brought her on because she had some questions for me because the topic we're going to talk about today is treatment for cerebral palsy. And she said she always had some questions for me and she wanted to know what it was like for me. And, you know, me being young at the time, I couldn't fully articulate it. So I said, why not do it on the podcast? So let's roll. going to talk about some non-surgical treatment options that will help some people with CP to deal with the condition. So the first is, of course, you know, we all need physical, occupational, and sometimes for some of us, speech therapy. I needed all three um, just because I am a spastic quad, like I said before. So it affects my whole body. So I need a speech. I need a physical. I need an occupational. Currently now, I need more physical therapy than anything else, which we'll get into that because you can't find it anywhere. The next thing that you can also do that is a non-surgical treatment option is orthotics or braces. So I've had a bunch of them in my lifetime. Amen. (laughs) I've had the AFOs. I have the infamous A-frame. Auntie, I don't know if you remember the A-frame. Yes, I do. It was the um, stick that was in the middle and two on the side that was like a splint. And I used to wonder how, you know, you tolerated that. Oh, that was hard. That was hard because um, it was in the shape of an A, guys. So it was in the shape of an A, had a bar in the middle, like my aunt said, and then your legs had straps. So you have one for your kneecap, one for the lower part of your leg, one for the thigh, and that was on each side of your leg. And then you had the pelvis strap. Mm -hmm. So you could either like sit up with it on the floor and it would lock you in that position so you could learn how to sit on the floor and play on the floor, or you could lay down. So my mom, her famous way of stretching me was locking the pelvis in the position where I could sit up and play on the floor. When I tell you, 
that was painful. Wow. That was painful. Because when you stretch, it honestly feels like something is ripping off the bone. Like, that's how tight it feels. So, it it hurt. So, it let hurt. me ask the question. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to cut you off. That's fine. Um, when you say tight and feeling like it was ripping off the bone, you could actually feel. You can't feel that, but you could feel the tightness and you could feel the tendon and the muscle like pushing against the stretch. Mm-hmm. So as you stretch, you can feel me pulling wow. in the opposite direction. So that's what I feel. So even now, like if you do what we like to call hamstring stretches, and that's like literally just holding your leg up in the air while you're holding one leg down. Mm-hmm. I'll feel pain behind the hamstrings and it literally feels like my hamstring is pulling to retract while you're still pushing for it to go up. So it's still painful because my body wants to go in the opposite direction of the movement that you actually want to do. So it is very painful. I hated the A-frame and you had to sleep in it every yes. night. Oh my God. Yes, I you, remember. You couldn't you arguing with your mother, yep. yelling and screaming. Yep. I I tell you, it was something to see. But do you think it was all worth it now? It was helpful. It was helpful. Definitely now as an adult, I realized that all that stuff was very helpful. You don't realize that as a kid, because as a kid, you're like, why do I have to go through all this? I don't know what's the point of this. It's not going to be worth it. But now that I'm an adult, I see that all those extra therapies and all that extra time was worth it. But it was definitely not easy. It wasn't easy at all. That A-frame was like, excuse my language, but hell, like I hated it. I hated it. I remember, Latavia, um, when your mom went out and bought a stroller and your feet used to always stick out from the stroller. And I used to wonder what that was like for you, how your feet used to extend straight out. And I wondered if that was painful. I remember you screaming. I used to try to push your feet down, but when I tried to push them down, I felt the resistance, a resistance from trying to push them down. And I used to think, well, I don't want to break any bones or anything like that. But I want to know what that was like for you. So the resistance you felt, Auntie, was my tone. That was my tone. And it wasn't so much that it was painful, but it's uncomfortable. So what you have to understand is that I'm used to being tight 24-7, seven days a week, right? Mm -hmm. So when something feels loose or when something feels like not right, It is very uncomfortable. Like imagine you're used to doing something every day a certain way, right? And then somebody comes and switches up the routine and says, no, 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 you got to do it this way because this way is better for you, right? So that's what it's like for me, right? Even now, I still have like comfortable places that I like to sit, comfortable ways that I like to sit. And mom will be like, no, you can't sit like that. Irene, I still hear it today. You can't sit like that. That's uh, that's not right. That's not the right posture. You're going to create more problems for yourself in the long run. But it's not that I'm meaning to go that way, right? But your tight muscles is pulling in one opposite direction. Because remember, the brain isn't sending signals to the body. So all my tight muscles and tendons are controlling where my body goes. So the tight muscles are saying, you're weak on your right side. 
So if I'm weak on my right side, but I'm stronger on my left side, I'm going to tend to lean on the weaker side because I can't hold myself up on that side. So you have a lot of like strong muscles competing with weak muscles with CP, right? So underneath the tone, your muscle can be very weak or underneath the tone, your muscle can be very strong. And so that's what tends to happen. So because I have some muscles that are stronger than others, it's like always a competition with inside my body. So back then at that time, it was that it was uncomfortable for me. Sticking my legs out was comfortable. And it, it felt good to me to stick them out like that. You know, a lot of people would say, oh, I think that's uncomfortable. Or don't you feel uncomfortable? But that was my normal. I didn't know any other way. So that was my normal. And here you come trying to change up my normal. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of the back and forth too when I was younger. And again, I just didn't know how to articulate it the best way. But now that I'm older, like mom will even ask me these questions. And when I put it in that perspective, she's like, oh, I get it now. You know, like now it makes sense. But this is why I love doing this and us coming together, because now I'm able to explain why it was so much pushback when I was younger. It wasn't so much me trying to be hard headed. It's also learning my body and learn what what I was okay with and sometimes that I have to be uncomfortable. I still struggle with that. Who wants to be uncomfortable sitting where they're sitting all day long? You know, so I still struggle with balancing between being comfortable and being uncomfortable. Yes, let me let me just interject for a moment mm-hmm. and um say this that I can remember you crying um, I also remember your mom crying a lot and I was stuck between the two of you. I will say this, that you've come further than what the doctors can even perceive. And I think that that has a lot to do with faith. So yes, auntie, I agree with you, but I also think it has to do with, um, uh, my mom being a great advocator. So thank you, mom. And all the treatment options and surgeries they have out there for people with CP. And for those of you wondering if my legs still do stick out, no, they do not. Thanks to straps that they have on my wheelchairs and things like that, they have these straps that tie your legs down. So over the years, because my legs have constantly been tied down, they just stay in now. They don't stick out anymore. next non-surgical treatment option and that is ankle foot orthotics or supra malarial orthotics and the ankle foot orthotics is what I usually have so and there's many different types it depends on what you need at the time so I remember when I started I had the one that came all the way up to the kneecap and where your ankle would flex so they had like a kneecap cover and that would push your knees back while you walk and the ankles would flex. So, you know, when you guys walk onto your ankles flex up and down. Yes. When people with CP, they don't flex. So they put the strap, the chest strap, they call it a chest strap, behind the brace. And you can loosen it a little bit or you can tighten it where your foot doesn't move at all. 
and flex forward or you can loosen it a little bit so that you can actually get the foot action of moving forward, moving back, like the ankle moving. Mm-hmm. So I had that growing up and I had where they had the cover over the knee so that helped push your knees back so you could walk a little bit more easier. But throughout high school, I had got really good with walking around and moving around. So as you get looser and you begin to gain more mobility, there's certain things you no longer need on the braces. So over the years, I got rid of the cap that goes over the kneecap to help your knees stay back. I probably need those again because I, when I walk, I crouch down to the floor. But everything is always ever changing for people with CP. So it true. goes on like if you're strong or weaker now. And we'll discuss that in more detail in the next episode. So the supramalarial orthotics is just where they cover the foot and the ankle portion. So you ever see where kids just slide the braces to their shoe? Mm-hmm. They don't have like the the brace that comes all the way up mm-hmm. like I do. Yeah. So that one, you just slip inside your shoe, keeps your ankle and foot in alignment. And that's the purpose of all the braces, to keep your foot in alignment, all the bones in alignment, and to make sure that you can still have more mobility. I love my braces. When I say love, I mean love, you guys. I love them because... With cerebral palsy, you have to deal with tone. So when I come out of my braces, my tone on my feet really kick in. And they used to curl over. Like, you know, they would stick up straight. Mm -hmm. But now as I've gotten older, they curl underneath each other. So it is very painful. It's like a spasm. So I like to keep them on. I do know some of my friends hate them. So it's all in like the preference and I know some of my friends say that they hate them. Um, it causes their feet to swell. And they just, again, it goes back to that comfortability. It feels uncomfortable to them. But for me, they're very helpful. I, I love them. You also have the knee immobilizers. Now, those are another dreaded option because they are like the A-frame auntie, except you don't have the bar in the middle anymore. Right. So they just cover the entire thigh the knee, all the way down to your foot, and you can't bend your leg at all. So I don't like wearing them because I feel like when I come out of them in the morning, I'm way more tighter than when I went in. And that's probably because my tone was fighting all night for my legs to curl up in the ball so I could go to sleep. And it is just very uncomfortable. So I still don't like wearing them. I'm trying to adjust to wearing them because as I've gotten older, I realize that I need them. We also have walkers. So it's not the traditional walker, guys. It's like a posterior walker where you have the two red handlebars and two wheels on the front. And I have two stoppers on the back. So Mm -hmm. I don't have wheels. Some people can have wheels and some people can have stoppers on the back. Because I tend to use my arms more when I walk, the wheels on the back it moves too freely for me and I can't control it. So they put stoppers on the back and wheels on the front so that I have a little bit more stability. So I like that. It's not the traditional walker that you see elderly people with where they're able to sit down. There are some people that can walk with the walkers in front. I just tend to be the one that can't because I like to use my arms to walk. Mm. My upper body is stronger than my lower body. So I tend to use my arms more to walk than I do my legs. So I need that stability to hold on and keep myself upright. 
you also have standards. Now, I don't have one anymore, but I used to have a bunch of them throughout my childhood. And boy, they weren't easy either. Because like I said before, when going back to stretching, it literally feels like your body is pulling in the opposite direction of where you need to go. Mm -hmm. So the stretch was always, always, always very intense. But I realize now as an adult, again, this is like a theme that's coming up that that is also very, very helpful. We're going to get into some more invasive non-surgical treatment options. And I only say invasive because they're more um, injections. Mm -hmm. So they have Botox. Yes, I've been waiting. Oh, you've been waiting on the Botox. You've been waiting on the Botox. Is that because people now use it for cosmetic reasons? Yes, that is the exact reason that I wanted to... um, I've been waiting so patiently for it because it does help some people with um, tightening their skin, certain parts of their skin that they want tightened. And whoever would have thought that it could be used um, as a non-evasive procedure to help people with cerebral palsy. It's fun fact time. You know, the interesting thing is, Auntie, that's what it started out for originally. It didn't start out for your cosmetic needs, everyone. It started out as a treatment to help people with CP. So may I ask a question? Um, Would you recommend this to parents with small children or teenagers? Would you recommend the um, Botox for them to get for their children? Definitely. I definitely recommend Botox. Again, it's my personal preference. So everyone is different. So what I would say is if you have a teenager, maybe they're not that in tune to their body yet, but begin to ask some questions like, how does it feel to you when I do this? Or does it feel like you're too loose? Does it feel like you're too tight? What does it feel like to you and how can I help you? I think as I got older, that's what mom did for me. And she was like, okay, well, what works for you? Like, what do you like? Okay, I know you like this, but we still need to find an even keel balance. So for your teenagers, I would say invite them in on the treatment process. And right, that's like the biggest thing. Once they become a teenager, they have to start learning how to advocate for themselves. So it it gives you good advocating skills too. So I would say bring them in on the treatment options when they're a teenager. When you're a child, as a parent, do what you feel is right for your child at that time because you know your child best. You know what your child needs. You know what they need at that moment and what is going to help them through. So as a parent with a little child, if you feel like Botox is going to help them and it's going to be beneficial for them, Get it. Do what you feel is right for your child at that time. For a teenager, I would say invite them in on the process so that they can start to learn their body and what they like from what they don't like and what will work and what doesn't work for them so that they can begin to start advocating for themselves. Yes. And I want to say also that 
This program is letting you know your option. When Latavia was coming up, her mother, she did the research, she searched around, but you don't have to do all of that with this program because we're informing you of the different options that you will have that you can possibly do that will help your child. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. And I think this show also helps because you have it coming from a perspective of an adult who's living with CP. Correct. And you have it coming from many different angles because I've had some of my friends on who've had different experiences, right? But we all live with CP. So that's what we aim to do on this show. So that's why I love it. And I forgot to mention that my advice is for children that are cognitive. You should always invite them in on the treatment plan when they're a teenager. And when they're young children, parents should always, always be involved. If your child is nonverbal, then you watch their facial expressions. But if they have no cognitive abilities at all, do what you feel is best for your child as the parent. The baclofen pump or the baclofen pill? Oh, talk about it, girl. Okay. So now the baclofen pump was a no-no for me, okay? Because it is a surgery where they have to insert a device that delivers the medication called the baclofen to the spinal cord. So for me, having a device under my skin was like, I'm not doing that. That's out the question. And back then, my mom didn't want me to take it either because it had a lot of complication and side effects. So I need to ask a question. What exactly is baclofen? So baclofen is a medication that reduces the spasticity and the tone of the muscles. So it's not as localized as Botox because with Botox, you just inject it where you want it to go, which is why I love Botox, because you inject it where you need it. So it's more localized. But baclofen relaxes all of the tight muscles in your body, which is why I tend to not enjoy the pill or the pump. I do have friends that love the pill and love the pump. I tend to find my friends that like the pump deal with spasticity all the time and it's painful. They deal with a lot of spasms too because with CP comes a lot of spasms and spasticity. So they tend to deal with a lot of spasms and spasticity. So they rather just have the device there where they can deliver the medication to themselves when they need it and they're good to go. Right. And then I have people that love the pill. Like Lewis was on last week and he says he loves the medicine because it makes him feel loose. He doesn't like feeling tight all day. But for me, I don't like any of those options just because, again, my normal is to feel tight. So I don't like to feel loose because then I feel like I can't function and I can't move around. And because I need to function and move around because I work, I don't like taking the pills. But I realized now that I'm older and adult, I may need to take it. So I just recently had my physiatrist prescribe it for me and I'm going to start taking it. I will let you guys know how I feel because I took Baclofen back when I was like late teens. And I was just like, "Uh uh-uh, this isn't for me. I don't want to try it. But I know now that I need to do something. So 
So I will let you guys know how I feel when I start taking the pills. So stay tuned. Whatever challenges you may have in life, go forward. And that was a quote originated by her, guys. So, Auntie, why did you feel like that quote embodied this episode? Because we all have challenges in our lives, and sometimes we may feel like going backwards. But know this, going backwards is not an option. So we keep pushing forward. Wow, that is so profound. Thank you so much, Auntie. today folks thank you for joining me auntie you're welcome nisi thank you guys out there for sharing please continue to subscribe you subscribe by hitting the little plus button in the corner let us know what you want to hear and if anybody else out there who is ably different has a story to share please share it with us at queensontheroad.podcast at gmail.com that again is queensontheroad.podcast at gmail.com. I really, really appreciate that you guys are listening every week. Thank you so much. Please continue to share and run it up. And we're rolling out. Yes, we're rolling out because we are Queens on a Roll. See you guys next week. Mm-hmm.